Yeah. Mm-hmm.
October 18th. Oh, 100. <clears throat> the weed. October 18th. Oh, 100. The weed. Remember, I'm on weed when I write this, so therefore, it's all fake. Nothing is real. Nothing at all. Nothing. Five. Lovely cheese cameras. Just for me. All for me. All five of them. Hmm? Which one dies first? Let's find out. I think it's you.
You know, I... I think it's you. You die first. You know, then you. And then you. I'll save you for last. The other two survive to make it to the sequel. They're minorities. But you are not. Statistically, you are not. And therefore, we don't need you in the sequel. Not going to look good on the poster. Mm Mm-mm. And now I will jerk off for you. Please hold your applause. Please, ladies. Gentlemen, baby girls, please. Oh my fucking God. We got a very special episode. Um, <clears throat> what does 50 mean to you? Hmm? The hill. Fifty, fifty, fifty. Can you imagine? Fifty. Can you count to fifty? Hmm? Can you spell fifty? Can you smell fifty? I think you know the answer. It's yes. It's yeah. It's it's absolutely. You absolutely can. I think I'm honestly just playing with her, dude. (coughs) 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 LOL. This sounds so douchey already. Like it's true. I fucking flew to Philly and implied I flew there for her and spent uh, like half my time there with her. But was clear that uh like yeah i'm not moving back here i have to i have too many problems and uh, i'm tired and i have no energy uh for anyone other than myself and barely enough for myself uh, i have i'm actively suicidal 
I'm uh, moving back to Philly would uh, would uh, would be the bur or the the worst possible thing. And moving to Oklahoma would be equally equally bad, equally bad. That would be bad. Bad for who? I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> didn't didn't doesn't say it doesn't say who that'd be bad for, right? Bad for the writer, supposedly. So, like, I left feeling really resolute and uh, clean from the situation that I no longer felt like I had anything lingering, lingering in Philly to hold me back. I could feel completely disconnected from uh, friends, feds, and family. Woo! And, like, I could finally move on. With my life mentally and emotionally. Uh, 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 and then either kill myself. Right? Or, 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 or. Get this. Start a completely new life. As an FBI special agent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Crazy. Is that crazy? Comment. Leave a comment. And it's not her fault <clears throat> that I found her so appealing in so many in so many ways. Okay. Wow. Uh, she really is, uh, she really is perfect, and I don't even, <laughs> don't even understand exactly why. Uh, at first I thought she seemed overly attached, slash neurotic. Um, like moving to be friends, and connecting to a friendship, committing, committing, committing. So early. But, honestly, on some real shit. If she feels the same way I do about her, I think I get it. Okay? I think I get it. I get the sort of crazy, panicky uncertainty that feels strangely natural and almost predetermined. Donnie Darko, anyone? Any Donnie Darko fans in the house? Hmm? Any Bubble Boy fans out there, tune in, tap in, slide in. Bubble Boy. She triggers me <clears throat> in a schizophrenic way. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I know. I fucking know. Uh I'm just showing it in a completely opposite way, in a wacky way, in a, a silly goofy way, right? An unconventional way. 
How many times do I have to say it? Super afraid of it. Don't know how to approach it at all. And I am too afraid of failing again. Mm. Mm. Of feeling accountable and responsible. Right? For someone's life. Feeling responsible for uh, <clears throat> their feelings, their emotions, their thoughts, and consequently their actions, okay? Right? Stick with me here, all right? Bear with me. I'm afraid I'm just going to keep retreating from every relationship because the suicidality will never leave me okay i'll feel guilty <clears throat> about wanting to kill myself when i have someone so close to me and then drag them down ultimately Let me let me turn it off for a second. Let me turn this off. Let me be let me let me say it from the heart. Let me say it from the heart, dude, for once. I think that's why she says she gets it when she's letting me have incredible amounts of space. That she knows I'm in a dark place and it wouldn't be helpful for either of us to keep talking. Already feeling myself snap <clears throat> or get agitated with her. There's some part of me um, <clears throat> that wants to send this note to her directly <laughs> and just be done with it. Um, but I can barely recognize how awful uh, that would be. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I'm convinced I'm uh, an extremely narcissistic sociopath. And that's all I'll ever be. There is some part of me that is extremely worried. I'll slip into a more permanent psychosis someday. Right? And I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that means. Permanent psychosis. Is there such a thing? Is it something worth worrying about? Right? Do you really think someone would lose their mind permanently? And do you think it's even that bad for the sufferer? Do you think if you are uh, deep enough in your delusion, perhaps 
it is bliss. And we will never know. Whenever the really big depressive episode hits, I should be getting there soon. Any minute now. I am holding on to virtually nothing. What is there really? Hmm? What is there really? Lux. Lux. I burden myself with a pet that I love. And allegedly will live another 10 years or so. Assuming I do nothing wrong. Assuming all goes well. But I know she'll survive either way. It's just one last mental hurdle to overcome, right? And that's how I feel about cat dads, dog moms, that that is their final lifeline when they've committed fully to being pet owners as an identity. But what's nice about that role is you always can get another one. Another one. Whereas a kid, it's a little harder to get another one. If you make your whole life your kids and you lose them all, it's just a little, it's just a little harder. It's only... It's only slightly harder to get a kid than it is to get a pet. So anyway, I created this, 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 this attachment, but I would argue that that's the only one that I have, uh, put any real investment Time, meaning, purpose, a cat. This porn shit, what is it? This is nothing. Here I am nothing. You are nothing. You as the consumer are are nothing. Right? And that's that's 
That's what I have to remember about this. Is that any semblance of meaning or connection I create out of, out of this, uh, it's based in, uh, it's not based in reality. It's it's based in this, this, Anyway, I'm, I, I have more here. I, I, I digress. Okay? So when I say I'm holding on to virtually nothing, I mean literally, virtually nothing. Right? Having stuff. Let me take that again. <gasps> Having... Stuff is a hurdle. Stuff that I'd rather sell, throw out, give away, so I'm not leaving things to clean up. I guess just the car and furniture at least. Big tings. Big ups. So everything is neat and tidy and liquidate whatever measly uh, amount into one bank account. Cancel and delete all my accounts uh, on everything else. Credit cards, bills, socials, porn. It should all be gone. Minimize the amount of physical burden for whoever is responsible for tying up whatever ends I leave loose. The burden of my belongings and presence, things you never knew or understood about me, made available to you for the first time. Now exclusively attached, oh I'm sorry, shaded, (laughs) now exclusively shaded with the context of my death uh, for as long as you let it haunt you. I'd rather there was practically none. So so let me let me rephrase that a little bit because I was retarded. I was I was extra retar- more retarded than usual, I think when I wrote this. You know what? It, it's fine. <clears throat> it's it's up for interpretation. Most people just have pictures mundane messages exchanged maybe a little trinket or some other sentimental anti-semitic article (laughs) whoa cooler with the anti-sentimental remarks socks for example but no Social presence for people to periodically check in on. The memorialized Facebook that mom inherits and checks regularly for the rest of her life. None of that. No, no, no. No, no. Responding to every single comment or wall post your friends and family leave. About 
the one memory about the quirky thing you used to do in school or how about the time you dated for two weeks but y'all felt like siblings or that you were cool and nice and smart and funny or 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 that they miss you extra today thinking about you fly high None of that. Please. I respect my mom enough to not burden her. For however long she continues to live, the burden of a Facebook page in memoriam, a legacy page, whatever they call it, a meta memorial. God. <clears throat> I, I, you know, I like to read them. <clears throat> also, my neighbors are fucking loud. I like to read them. Because they, uh, as if the death wasn't sad enough to watch a mother not be allowed to complete the grieving process, it is drawn out, dragged on in a way that is completely unnecessary. And you understand that. It's, it's a way for Meta, for any social media platform to continue milking you for engagement. Because now that you personally are not engaging with the platform, you can still, you still bring it in, right? You still lure people back into it. The friends and family that miss you when you died, when you were 18, <clears throat> your, your classmates, they will check your Facebook until uh, they die. I think. Not everyone. Just the ones that are extremely ill. Right? They want to reminisce about 18-year-old you when they're... 80 years old. <laughs> okay, at most, <clears throat> let's say hypothetically, you died, your friend died in 2010. I think Facebook was memorializing pages at that time. Maybe not. I don't know when they started doing that. But for example, your friend died 2010. You were both 16. Okay? It's 2022 now. You are now 28. You go on his Facebook page. And you see 
a trail of people who linger and it's 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 hard not to think that there are people that don't deserve to linger at least not in the digital sphere okay i don't think it's fair that they get to put something on the wall because it's not going to your best friend or your your favorite classmate in english Okay, it goes to their mom, right? And it goes to anyone who checks that page on a regular basis. Okay, you're you're reinforcing this this like negative coping like mechanism. I don't know. My my opinion, in my opinion, that's not a good way to cope with a death. You know. It's fine to celebrate life. That's not. I'm not saying don't do that if you don't. If you if that's what you like to do. Um, but that's not. I don't think that's what a Facebook memorial page is. I do not think that's what it is at all. Not at all. I think it is much much darker than that. Anyway, maybe that only happens when you die young anyway, right? It's not really that big a deal when the the 50-year-old dies and he has a memorial page and it's not his mom running it, but maybe it's just his spouse, right? Maybe, but maybe that doesn't even happen. I don't know any 50-year-olds. I'm also not on Facebook. But uh, how about a memorialized LinkedIn page? How about that? How about your, your coworker? How about the ex-girlfriend that uh, forgot to block you on LinkedIn but blocked you on everything else? How about that? Anyway, I think it only happens when you die young. Because... The thing is, is that people will continue to think of you and leave Facebook comments for this version of you when you died. So they're, they're leaving comments, they're leaving thoughts and prayers, and they're imagining a young, hot version of you for the rest of your life. You were remembered as maybe if you peaked in high school, maybe if you peaked in college, hopefully, you know. Hopefully you're a hot around that time at some point. And that's how people were. Because that's, that's what's important is that people will remember you as hot. Uh, or at least you were fun. That was when you were <clears throat> at least maybe hopefully most fun or most interesting or most helpful or or something. You know, you had something that people lingered on the idea of you at that moment when they last saw you but obviously everyone keeps aging you know you don't want to be a 40 year old still reminiscing about your your 18 year old buddy it's a little weird because then you're kind of more of like an uncle and you haven't 
grown with that person. And I think what would be interesting is to maybe just adjust the way people interact in those scenarios. It might be a, a very small number. I don't know how many people actually interact with memorialized legacy pages anymore. But I think it's fair to maybe adjust your idea of them. Uh, you can project what they would have turned out, you know, turned out to be in 20 years. You know, once life got them down, they had some kids, they got a, a shitty full-time job to support their kids. They had some good times, but but they're weathered, you know, they're a little more jaded. Or you can just pretend that they would have been great, and they might have been. You know, they might have been that become a doctor. Who knows? They might have been a doctor if they had an overdose on fentanyl. Who knows? But that's... That's kind of a perk of dying early. If you, if you care about how people think of you after you die. That's kind of a perk. You get to die with potential. And that's pretty cool. You know what time it is? It's time to wake up. So all I'm saying is uh, I think we should just talk to the spirits of the dead as if they aged and let's not be condescending. Okay. Let's talk to them like adults. Let's talk to them as if they survived and uh, didn't do something that great. They just lived a normal life like you and me. A little patronizing, I think. There's there's a bit in here somewhere. I haven't worked it out. I know that was a long shtick, um, but I would like to turn that into a... I don't, I don't know how to make that work. <clears throat> Uh, I smoked weed to relax and I wrote this instead. And now I think it's a good idea to read on the podcast. I should read this at an open mic. Just like three minutes of however far I can get into the note. Disclaimer, mm, this is not a suicide note. Read this part aloud, very loud. I smoked weed and started thinking again, and now I'm introspective again. And think it's important to document. Apparently. I don't know how to look at a camera, dude. All I know how to look at is screens. Idiot. 
It's just screens. And now, and now I'm schizophrenic. And now I'm never waking up again. done yet Lux you think are you think do you think we're done you think we're done here what do you think are we done yet are you done yet hmm Limerence, lyric genius, <laughs> lyric genius. <clears throat> Been really into Alex Jones lately. The lawsuit is working. The memes are working. Why did I buy the party size lifesavers green o mints? The two pound, 12.93 ounce package, 1.27 kilograms. What am I, a teacher? Giving out mints to stimulate your mind before an exam? You get it? I just started eating them tonight, and it's very funny that all. 363 mints are individually wrapped. Weird coincidence. Weird coincidence. It's uh, it's only two mints short of one mint per day for a year. Don't you think? It's recording right now. 365 mmm. 365 mmm. You don't want to be on a motherfucking The fear of losing this florist. So, right. I'm trying to get the fuck out of here. 
Get the fuck out of here. No, get up. So, right, I'm trying to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and mildly interesting shit keeps popping up in my life and it's getting annoying. Maybe I'll drive the car back to PA so that my mom can have it. And also Rob can take care of Lux. And dad can take care <laughs> can take care of the cardboard John Cena cutout and Nicki Minaj flag and my modest nudie mag collection and my streaming equipment so that he can treat the Omegle community to 62-year-old Italian man jerking off in 1080p. You're welcome, Dad. You're welcome, Joe. We did it, Joe. We did it, Joe. We're doing it, Joe. I'm doing it, Joe. Let's turn this shit up, brother. Oh yeah, there you go. Spooky. Spooky. I texted the FX guy today, but he hasn't gotten back to me. I will wait for that to run its course, if any course at all. I will let the FBI play out a little longer, for as long as that bit is funny. I guess you can consider this a form of sincerity, unfortunately. This is the most candid I'll ever be high on a couch at 3 a.m. Tuesday morning. Everything has been fake so far. This whole show has been fake, but you already knew that because I told you a million times. But you weren't sure, neither was I, but now the real show begins real show begins this is it this is what i've been working towards everything up to this point has just been practice it's been a, a trial a trial and a tribulation it's been an exercise in narcissism it's been an exercise in 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 um it's been sexual experimentation it's been uh, uh research okay and as, as scientific as you want it to be, right? But the point is that it's documented. The point is that now it exists in video form and audio. And uh, we'll see if that lives on. 
and and what that would even mean. Judah's lullaby, repulsive. <laughs> <laughs> Slow, low-pitched. <clears throat> what do you think is happening? What's going on here? You think? Are you sure? Tell me what you're thinking. Because... I have no idea. No idea at all. Don't be shy. I won't tell anyone. I won't tell a soul. Spirit in my ear. You can tell me. Just tell me, baby. It'll be okay, I promise. <sighs> What's that in your hand? What is that? What what was that what was that? Um what did you just put in your pocket? What it what what it, um show me. I, I just want I just want to know what what was what was in your what was that in your pocket? I'll show you my pocket. I, I just want to know. I'll show you what's in my pocket. Yeah 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 yeah. Here you want do you want to see what's do you, do you want to see what's do you, do you want to see what's uh, what's happening here? You couldn't live very long without a heart. Think about it. Uh, the only other idea I have is leaning fully into music, whatever that looks like. I keep imagining making beats while camming, <laughs> pretending to squirm with pleasure whenever someone tips my love ends and like slapping the drum pads, but being super focused on the music, just putting out the shittiest beats over and over until I'm satisfied with a semi-honest attempt. Same with stand-up. Music and stand-up are the key clown paths. Uh, maybe I should try being homeless while I'm at it. Move to LA, live in my car, you know. The usual. Pick up one serious drug habit, get clean and make recovery my personality for the rest of my life, you know. Make a career out of it, maybe. Preach at high schools or whatever those speakers do. Right? 
Now, I know that sounds like uh, very specific, and uh, the reason why it is is because it is. Okay? It is what it is. A girl I used to fuck around with in college is exactly that. I met her when we were both going through really dark times, uh, but were seemingly on the come up. Her anorexic mom killed herself, and then she started binging food and drugs and risky sex and attempted self-harm and all that, bonded over having gone to the same behavioral health facilities at some point, Philhaven, sponsored by Philhaven. Hashtag three Apex. (laughs) Anyway, she was still super unwell physically and emotionally, but was getting help, whereas I was in the best shape of my life but was actively preparing for suicide, going to private meathead gym at 2 a.m., and then driving around screaming and crying at 4 a.m., and then going to nursing clinicals at 5 a.m., and then sleeping away any free time. Woo. Woo. We kind of lost touch when our lives started picking up again. That's right. That's right. A, A short two, three years later, she is like full-on fitspo, mud runner, crossfitter, like uber fit, uh, like uber fit, <laughs> and got hired to speak at schools, conventions, and other large events, telling her story, and reportedly making a lot of money. This was from her, as she told me she makes a lot of money. And guess what? Her family's always been rich, by the way. So for her to say that she was making a lot of money uh, must have meant a lot of money, you know? Must have been a lot. I would say, I would say, I would say lower upper class, okay? I would say lower upper class. And that's only because their mansion was in a cul-de-sac, right? And it's only because they're, they're giants you know, four-car garage, like, eight-bedroom, eight-bath, eight-bedroom, 16-bath. <laughs> they have, they definitely have, like, lots of houses with, like, more bathrooms than there are bedrooms, right? Is that a thing? If I were rich, that's what I would do, is, is just make it all bath. <laughs> I would make it a literal bathhouse. I would, I would convert a mansion into a, a, a bathhouse. Funny, funny bit, funny joke. Anyway. Um, so this was more of just a thing for her to do on the side. It was a college go- a gob. It was a side go- gig. Side gog. And also, she was writing a book at the time when I last spoke with her. Um, and I think it's weird how much a sexy recovery spokesperson gets paid to sell drug abstinence and recovery and behavioral wellness to children and adults alike i mean i guess it's an important job and all considering it's a form of primary prevention right and i think that's what's missing is is we're missing the social services and the funding for primary prevention but that's not obviously profitable so i think it's weird that somebody's paying her all this money somebody's throwing money at the problem and it's going to someone with money and as i state here uh i if uh, she forgets to mention that her recovery 
was bolstered by a relatively healthy, supportive, and rich family network. Family and network. Robust. So I, I think there's almost this implication, right, that 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 uh, uh, that you can afford, that you two can afford to hit rock bottom and come out looking better than you ever did, if you just like try hard enough, right? If you try hard enough, the things will work out, even if you slip up that badly, and you should feel comfortable taking that risk because something will catch you eventually a big old net a big old net right i think it's just someone's tax write-off that they that they invested in this uh that this is a business of sending this 21 year old in recovery sending a 21 year old with that that experienced a lifetime of of addiction apparently and now she will be uh, the face of recovery for uh, perhaps the rest of her life. What? Give me like a 70-year-old dude. Okay, give me a 70-year-old that somehow has survived like 50 years of addiction that started in like college. Okay? Don't 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 give me the girl who started her started and ended her addiction in her early 20s. Don't give me that. Right? Those kids, what kids need to to not do drugs, they need shock therapy. And I don't mean, you know, the traditional electric electroconvulsive therapy. I don't mean shock their brain, but maybe if you want you know, maybe eventually do that. But uh, what I'm saying is, is you know, like that that show Scared Straight, where they take the kids to the prison. Uh, but just do it with drug addiction. You know, it's not to say that people in prison aren't addicted to drugs as well, but they're not they're not there for that. You know, take kids to the rehab clinic, take them to the methadone clinic, and just let them hang out. Let, let the kids give out methadone for a day or a week. Man wearing helmet. Little ugly man. Not a sexy cardboard cutout of recovery. We know what a good fortune looks like. Watch a guy detox. Take the kids to an emergency department and watch someone withdraw for a couple hours, I would say. Outside your house. Anyway, yeah. So that could be my path. I can become a recovery guru influencer once I get uh, over um, Whippet addiction. And go around talking about how Whippets ruined my life. But it, there is hope. I think, I think that's what... I think Steve-O is kind of the Whippet. He's kind of the face of Whippets now that I, now I say this. Um... But you, you need someone with the less clout to do it, I think. They can't have something cool that they also did. It has to be someone who who just had a fucked up life. It just has to just be someone who just was completely fucked up on Whippets. It can't just be like, ah, I was doing Whippets, but I was also like on a TV show and 
now I'm famous and can like benefit off my celebrity. Uh, you need someone that is truly uh, degenerate, um, and that and whippets was all it was all they did. They did whippets and then didn't do anything cool on top of it. Okay, that's the guy I want to see speaking at uh, at a middle school. I want to see Tyrone Bigum, the Tyrone Bigums of whippets. Okay, you know that one, Chappelle show. But he was crack. He was crack. By the way, I think here's another hot take. You know the way we look at opiates. You know the way we look at opiates now, and we recognize that it's been you know decades of of of, of abuse that has been relatively calculated and. Pharmaceutical companies have been knowingly getting people addicted and uh, not doing anything about it. And then basically once it gets regulated, then people shift to street opiates. You know, they shift to street heroin and fentanyl. I think the same thing will happen, if not already happening, the ball's already rolling uh, with stimulants, with pharmaceutical stimulants like Adderall, uh, Vyvanse. Whatever, Concerta, you know, all the big methylphenidate. I don't know all the names. I know brand names, I know some generic. The point is, I think we, if not already, are starting that path with stimulants. Because right now, uh, stimulants are wildly available. Okay, and I'm not saying that they are as directly detrimental to someone's health as heroin. Or, or or oxycodone, okay? I'm not saying that. But on the flip side, I would argue that it's almost more insidious because this is something we're prescribing to children, okay? So think about this. We're prescribing a lot to children right now and young adults, prescribing it online, okay? Uh, with barely a consultation. And this happens with lots of drugs, don't get me wrong. But just for the sake of this argument, bunch of stimulants. Fine. We do this for, say, 10, 15, 20 years. It's been 20 years. I mean, stimulants have existed a long time, but we're using them uh, on really young children. And we're convincing people that it's totally cool and we're downplaying all the effects. And currently there's no there's no liability. OK, and consider this the early stages of, of, of Oxycontin, so to speak, from Purdue. So consider this the early early stages of of Oxycontin when everything was cool. Then we're going to crack down on it because they're going to, they're going to realize that this probably isn't good. Okay. They're going to crack down on it because they're going to realize that, uh, it turns out we don't fully understand how it is for a kid to grow up taking it their whole life and then never question it into adulthood. Right. But we're going to start regulating it at a time where we haven't, weaned enough kids off of it and they're now they're adults and now they can make their own decisions and now they're conditioned to think uh yeah and their brains have developed with adderall you know they've been taking adderall throughout the entirety of their most crucial brain development okay i'm not saying that's everyone doesn't need that maybe some people do but i think there's a lot that don't okay and they're going to take it away from you. They're going to take it away from the kids who are now adults. And it's going to be the same thing. They turn to the street for fucking meth. Okay? They're going to turn to the street for lab meth. 
which may be good, but we're going to have the same problem that you do with any, any street drug is it's going to be laced with something. It's going to be the same fucking problem. Okay. And it's going to be even more insidious because guess what? Meth doesn't kill you as readily as, as heroin. Uh, but guess what? You can still lace any street drug with anything you want. So that's where I see the issue. Because right now, at least there is a centralized, uh, uh, there's a centralized like recording system for for and reporting system for opiates. So that when someone gets prescribed opiates at one place, you can see it when you look it up before you prescribe it. And I think it actually requires you to check it and will not prescribe the same person, you know. And that's just kind of a, a downfall of not having like a centralized healthcare system. I'm not saying that's necessary. I'm just saying do it at least with things we know are dangerous like opiates. And then maybe we can also do it with uh, something being wildly overprescribed like stimulants. Okay. But I, I'm not saying that's going to change. I don't think it's going to change course. I just, I'm just saying I'm calling it. I just want to call it now like I see it. Um... And then when I die, it'll be cool to put in a in like a documentary. <laughs> Just a thought. By the way, did you know if you're a school nurse, uh, uh, stimulants are the easiest drug to to uh, siphon off, so to speak, from children. If you work at a school or a camp. That is, that is very easy to do. Um, uh, I think experiencing real addiction would be interesting. I think I should do that before I die. So that is something that I am holding on to for a little while longer. Okay, so this, is, uh, this was about how I need to commit to something. Uh, literally anything. I'm ready to jump headfirst into something. And... Give it um, whatever I have left. And I'm not even afraid of the outcome. I'm afraid that I'll just never choose. Hey, in case you forgot, I'm gay. In case you forgot, I'm gay. <laughs> Episode 50. Woohoo! Here's to another 50, baby. 2023 baby Michael Jordan baby 23 make a wish baby um wig tease the journal entries feel slightly manipulative and guilt trippy when shared like that that's the kind of shit I would pull honestly weird it doesn't help that they also serve to stroke my ego the guy with the solo male podcast needs his self esteem reinforced Apparently. Anyway, I'm going to read the letter now in bed and drift off peacefully. Thank you. I will hopefully have already mailed a response <laughs> by the time this is uploaded. Um, this episode was less meta than the last, and you should expect more genuine feelings and thoughts from me moving forward. Things you can hold me accountable for uh, in the event of an accident. Memorialized Podbean page. 
memorialized Neopets page, memorialized X videos account, legacy OnlyFans page, legacy Spotify playlist, tribute NordVPN IP address, 10th Prestige Call of Duty. Make a wish, baby. Make a wish. Whatever you want. Let's make it happen. Okay? Let's make it happen. We can make it happen. Living in the city, PHF. Barefoot, Chicago, Hartley. Weeping in the trench. Uh, second mistake. Aya. Uh, reading this again, uh, thinking how funny it would be possibly to read the entirety of the letter aloud. Uh, funny to anyone other than myself and the writer. The letter itself is very funny alone, I think. Possibly even more so out of context. Huh. I guess I'll have time to decide if I will or not decide. Hmm. But will I cut it out? Decide. cut it out will I mm. Mm. September 6 2022 stayed in Philly for Labor Day weekend got overwhelmed with Kieran not enough space felt smothered he felt possessive Empathize with Zach, Box, Bax, now. Met Gabriel, Magic Gardens, AIDS, Thrift, Rite Aid, Victor's Cafe, Show in Kensington, my place. Felt comfortable, but I think we're unsure of each other. Don't know how to read the other, question mark. He can't move to Philly, I think. I don't want to put someone through that, a lot of pressure. Yelled at Kyle on Friday about labor laws, made some jabs about his drinking, made him pay for our drinks because he said... A Nigerian man's name sounded like Tiki Tiki Tembo. <laughs> that was good. What super fun site are they making guys like him? Painted exactly one and a half walls of my room white. Bonus direct deposit. Phoebe dreading the semester, worried how she'll do this fall. She's checked out of school. Kind of wish she'd drop out, but no jobs with PhD resume. 
Sean continues to inflict psychic damage to her daily. Ron died. Bill thought he was sleeping, left him on the, in the hot house for a day. Not sure how mom feels. Need to visit. Having trouble being accountable present for anybody but Phoebe right now. To some extent, Eddie and Aaron too. Um, more on Gabe. Silly handhold move on Front Street. Noticing the same guy gets startled at the restaurant. What if I told you... You were part of the reason I came out here. You're perfect after sex. A lot, but not overwhelmed. Uh, not sure how to interpret. <sighs> September 7th, 2022. Walked home from work smiling. Felt light. Felt strange. Somewhat wary. Don't get his irony charisma. Hmm. Genuine? Question mark. Uh, a con? Question mark. Something about figuring I'll have found someone else by the time he gets his stuff together. Something about saying if he gets someone pregnant, he'd drop everything, be a dad. Kind of wishes someone would. Seasonal affective disorder. Sam Hyde. Is he genuine? <laughs> Ask me the extent of my crush. I'd like to be with him, I think. I just worry I'd bore him. He'd discover something or someone he loves in some sort of midlife crisis. I'm not really sure what it is about him. He's stupidly uh, attractive. He's smart. He's able to self-reflect. Doesn't make me feel gross or strange for my past experiences. He can follow through. Uh, he's a little chaotic, but can act normal when need be. He's thoughtful. He's gentle, meticulous, irreverent doesn't take himself too seriously makes me feel kind of free i love the way he holds me i'm enamored i feel seen understood i don't think i can get him but i feel i don't think i get him but i feel as if he gets me never been in this position before really strange exciting i hope we end up together but i don't want it to be on accident or because we're forced together by pregnancy or age or desperation for purpose Want it to be a choice. Love is a choice. Uh, read second or not at all. Crossed out. Earlier versions of this letter were slightly too flippant, flippant, angsty, and some processing. And since processing my feelings, I went in a different direction. Damn, I guess I'm an asshole after all. Uh, 517, he marveled. It was the strangest time he'd ever seen in his life. How do you think it'll end?
don't kill you. Pills are the wrong way. Trust me. Pills are the wrong way. If you want to do it right, you do it right. The right way is the right way. Okay? And unfortunately... I don't have the right way right now, but I will soon. 
but I will soon. And uh, I hope you join me. I hope you join me. I hope you join us. <laughs> Please.